Hello, hello. Hola, amigas. Welcome back to the Legacy Building Mamas podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I am Evelyn Lopez Delon, your host. If you're anything like me, you've probably asked yourself, as a woman, can we have it all? Being a loving partner, a caring parent, keeping the house in order, providing healthy meals for the family, being a dedicated friend, practicing self-care, all whilst building a career. In fact, building a legacy. It can be overwhelming and the mental load we carry is real. But what if I told you that achieving this balance is not only possible, but within your reach? As that saying goes, where there's a will, there's a way. Join us as we navigate the challenges of balancing it all. Let's talk about the tools and strategies that are within our control to support us. Before we dive in, remember this, you are enough, you are capable, and you are the driver of your own success. It's a truth we must embrace. Today, I will be diving deep into the essence of change management and resilience, essential skills for anyone navigating life's unpredictable challenges. And more so, as an entrepreneur, you will find all sorts of challenging situations where these skills will get you through the hard times. We'll explore these concepts through my personal journey of embracing entrepreneurship, reflecting on my own resistance to change. I've actually realized the importance of adapting and growing, both personally and professionally. We'll delve into Stephen Covey's circle of concern and circle of influence from his renowned book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, understanding how focusing on our circle of influence can empower us to make impactful changes. I'll also talk about being resilient, which means being able to get through the hard times and learn from them. It's not about avoiding problems, but getting stronger from facing them. Understanding that change and resilience are not just concepts, but powerful tools for personal professional growth. You can actually build the tools you need to help you deal with change. This doesn't come naturally to everyone, but rather it is a skill that can actually be learnt. And they're super helpful for life and for people who start their own businesses. So join me till the end of this episode as we go through these ideas and find ways to get better at dealing with changes and challenges. Have you ever thought to yourself, how is that person able to deal with that difficult event that has just happened to them? The death of a loved one, for example, a loss of a job, a serious illness, or any other traumatic events. These are all examples of very challenging life-changing experience. Many people react to such circumstances with a flood of strong emotions and a sense of uncertainty, yet some people adapt well over time. What enables them to do so? This is where change management and resilience techniques are crucial to learn. These are ongoing processes that require time and effort and engage people in taking a number of practical steps. John C. Maxwell in his book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, describes the law of intentionality. If you want your situation to improve, you must take action on what you can improve in yourself. This kind of learning can resonate with many people. We look at our outward circumstances and say, what can we do with them? And honestly, a lot of the time, we can't do much about them but we have the ability to influence ourselves and how we may do with that situation. He points to a lesson learned from the book, 
As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Allen wrote, Men are anxious to improve their circumstances but are unwilling to improve themselves. By men, he means all people. This kind of learning can also feel uncomfortable. Personal development can occur during times of change and conflict and the outcome ultimately depends on our intentions and reactions. Successful people can take every difficult experience and learn from it. Unsuccessful people can take difficult experiences and leave it. If you run from it, you don't learn and unfortunately you repeat it over and over again. If we change our thinking to realize that there will be patches in life that are difficult and that we will feel more in control if we have strategies to deal with this, our perspectives can change. Let's talk about change to start off with. Can you think of a recent change that you found found yourself in a really difficult situation or it was really, really hard to get through? As an entrepreneur, change happens often, especially within your business, and a lot of the things are out of your control. This is the reason why I think some people may even quit their entrepreneurial journey, because maybe they didn't deal well with the change and weren't able to turn things around. So the question is, why don't we like change? Well, for one, we may feel like we have lost control. Our sense of self-determination is often the first thing to go when faced with a potential change coming from someone or something else. Another reason why could be that um, everything just seems so different for us and we are creatures of habit. Routines become automatic and easy to manage. Another one could be fear. For most people, change represents the unknown and that can be scary too. We've been conditioned to believe that uncertainty is bad and that any situation that is unpredictable will have a negative outcome. Another reason could be our concern about competence and skills. You might be asking yourself, can I do it? And we resist change when it makes us feel incompetent. When processes or job tasks change, many people worry that their skills will be obsolete. Reflecting on my hesitation to embark on an entrepreneurial journey, I realize it's rooted in the conventional path many of us are guided towards. We're taught to seek the safety and routine of a nine-to-five job, working under someone else's direction, which seems like the right thing to do. This path offers a sense of security, even if job stability is shaken by events like redundancies. Finding another similar job often appears easier than embracing change. However, Embracing change is a fundamental part of life and work. Our ability to adapt to change is crucial for our overall well-being, including emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical health. Those with a higher tolerance for change tend to venture into entrepreneurship and often find success there. They are the ones who not only tolerate, but often seek out changes and challenges. Understanding that these are integral to growth and success in the entrepreneurial world. As I began my journey with journaling and self-reflection, questioning my capability to embark on this entrepreneurial path, I found myself revisiting the concepts of change management and resilience. These are topics we frequently discuss in my professional field of talent management. We provide various resources and tools to encourage individuals to act boldly 
take risks and engage in self-improvement. The goal is to foster talent development, equipping our teams with mindful strategies to drive their career advancements and leadership growth. I've realized that many of these leadership skills and strategies are incredibly relevant and valuable in my own entrepreneurial endeavors. One particular approach to handling change has been especially impactful for me, and I often return to it for guidance. And I'd like to share one favorite technique I have used many times. I don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, let me explain to you anyway. It's the influence versus concern. Stephen Covey talks about two kinds of circles in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. There's a circle of concern and a circle of influence. The circle of concern is about things we worry about but can't control, like the weather or big changes at work. The circle of influence is about things we can do something about, like how well we do our job, what we eat, or how we get along with family and friends. Covey says people who take charge of their lives, known as proactive people, pay more attention to their circle of influence. They focus on things they can change and work to make their circle of influence bigger. People who react to things spend more time worrying about their circle of concern, and they're known more as reactive people. They focus on things they can't change, which can make their circle of influence smaller. Reflecting on this, where do you think you sit? Are you more of a proactive person sitting in the circle of influence, or are you a reactive person worrying about your circle of concern? Whenever you find yourself worrying, saying, what can I do to change the situation for the better? Figure out some good ideas and act on them. If you really can't think of anything, you may be in the circle of concern and you may be wasting valuable time and energy worrying about the issue. Let it go and redirect your resources to an area where you can make a difference. For example, you might be so worried about your personal finances and complain about not having any money. You end up saying no to things and you beat yourself up because you simply can't go for dinner with a friend because you simply don't have the money and you spend time complaining about it. If you were to shift to the circle of influence, then you would then think about how you could change the situation for yourself. Maybe you could take up a new skill so you can find a new higher paying job or you might need to change jobs within your same skill sets, but maybe just a different company because the different company might pay you more. And you may simply talk to a budget expert to target ways to cut down expenses. So in this example, where you are concentrating on not having enough money and having to say no to dinners with friends and then complaining, saying, see, I can't even go out for dinner. What does this do? If you stay here in the circle of concern, You are focused on stress, frustration, and wasted energy. This negative energy, and the more you stay here, the harder it is to move to the circle of influence. But if you catch yourself out and you want to move to the circle of influence, then you start coming up with ideas. Maybe I should book that budget planner 
in so that I can get external help to identify how I can change my situation so that I can enjoy a dinner out with friends. This is where you go into a proactive focus with positive energy, increasing your circle of influence. So when you focus on this, you have increased energy to focus on things you can do to change your situation. I'll give you my personal example of when I have used this successfully. In fact, I still refer back to this whenever I need to get out of that circle of concern and shift to the circle of influence. So this one in particular, I was um, faced in a challenging team. I was new to the job and under a lot of pressure. My manager was pretty hands-off and left me to figure things out alone, which made me feel unsupported. Despite loving my job and colleagues, I felt stuck because my manager was out of my control. I couldn't fire her, I couldn't change the way she managed, and I couldn't change that situation given at hand. But what could I do to change? The way I saw it, I went back to this model and looked at it and started to see what I could write in that circle of influence. What could I do to be more proactive? It was within me to turn that around. I decided to take initiative to be proactive, right? I found mentors within the company who guided me when I faced challenges. I became proactive solving problems without waiting for my manager. Although leaving was an option, I chose to stay for the growth opportunities. This decision led to a significant personal growth. My manager noticed the change and appreciated my taking ownership. It it earned me her respect and I thrived in that role for three years. We both eventually moved on but remained friends, showing the lasting impact of that choice I made. So there you have it. I do hope this technique works for you too. Now, let's move on to resilience. As you would know, resilience is the process of coping well in the face of adversity, stress, trauma, or tragedy. While some individuals are biochemically geared to coping better in times of hardship, resilience is not an inherent trait that you either do or do not possess. It's a skill. Like any skill, it can be learned and developed by anyone through the practice of specific actions, thoughts, and behaviors. Becoming resilient does not mean that a person won't experience difficulty or distress. Rather, they learn to enhance their tolerance and cope with adversity better. Reflecting on past experiences and identifying sources of personal stress can actually help you guide you in determining which strategies for building resilience are most suitable for you. Everyone has different methods for coping with stress. Try different approaches until you find one that works well for you. In today's society, resilience is an asset not only for weathering significant traumatic events, but also for merely coping with everyday pressures and deadlines. While some people are more resilient than others, we can all work towards improving resilience to be better cope with these expected and unexpected situations that life throws at us. As a human being, you get to choose how you respond to the events and people in your life you get to choose to have a positive and optimistic attitude and respond to difficult people and events in a constructive manner. Or you can choose to have a negative attitude and respond to tough events and difficult people in a self-destructive manner. Your attitude can be the difference between a successful and meaningful life and career 
or an unsuccessful and unfulfilling life and career. Research shows that successful people do not have fewer problems. They just have a different mindset about how they approach their day-to-day life. We all have our problems and challenges. Successful people choose to respond to problems in a positive manner. They choose a proactive approach. They take responsibility for their lives and their actions. They choose to view problems as challenges. Studies have shown that the happiest, most fulfilled people are not those with all the money in the world or those with the newest car or the best job. They are people who make the most of their situation. They choose to have an effect on their surroundings rather than let their surroundings affect them. So when I think of being resilient and what that actually means to me, when I need the courage to push through, the thing I think about is actually one in particular, actually. I do, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Churia Pitt. She's actually two years younger than I am. She's Australian. In twi- and let me tell you her story because I think this is very powerful and something that I have thought about uh, often when I get to a point where I think things can get hard and you always think about um, how things could be worse, right? So let me tell you a story about Churia Pitt. In 2011, Churia was competing in a 100Ks ultramarathon through Western Australia's um, when she was actually caught in a large bushfire. She sustained burns to 65% of her body. It was several hours before medical help arrived and she was airlifted out. Doctors did not expect her to survive her injuries. She was only 24 years old. Before the ultramarathon incident, Pitt was a healthy, fit athlete. As a result of her injuries in the fire, she was placed in a medically induced coma for a month. All the fingers of her right hand and two fingers on her left had to be amputated. She endured six months in the hospital, underwent over 200 operations and spent two years in recovery. During that time, she was required to wear a full body compression suit and mask and she only removed it for an hour daily. The mask was needed to help smooth out the scars on her face and her body. So... I'll actually put this in the show notes for anyone that's interested in her story. I think it's a very powerful one um, to have a look at. Uh, But on her website, if anyone wants to check it out, uh, she says uh, what she's doing right now. So, um, you know, what we're talking about 2011, so we're talking about 12 years later. So surviving against overwhelming odds, she has rebuilt her life and defied every expectation placed on her. She has written three best-selling books, coached over 400,000 people in her digital courses, shared a stage with Tony Robbins, competed in the Ironman World Championships, sailed a boat around French Polynesia, walked the Kokoda Trek, met some amazing people, and she's grown a team and a business that she is truly proud of. This was all from an unfortunate event that happened to her. She had a choice, either feel sorry for herself or mentally push through and build an empire out of it. Oh, and uh, she also has 
had two healthy kids since. So I think of her when I think of having a resilience and that we all have a choice. And as Tony Robbins quoted himself, Turia is a living proof that with a strong purpose and vision for your life, you can overcome any challenge and any circumstance. Okay, so coming to an end, I really do hope this episode has helped you start thinking about how you can deal with change management and resilience. Something that has pushed me out of my own way and into action. So I really hope this has helped you too. And now for my inspirational quote on this topic. A lot of what happens to us is outside our control, but how we feel, how we respond to a situation, that's completely in our control. So pick a way to feel that benefits you instead of playing victim to your challenge. That's by Turia Pitt. And I chose this one in particular as it is just another way, maybe a more simplistic way of explaining my whole episode. Uh, well, not the whole episode, right? But the, the, the part where I was talking about the two circles. This is exactly that. Um, it's the fact that we do have choices and um, we can't control a lot, of, a lot of things that happen around us, but it's all about how we choose to control. And Turi is such a great example of that. It was such an unfortunate event. Uh, but she managed to turn everything around based on just her mindset and uh, how she chose to to show up every single day. So thank you so much, Amigas, for listening to this week's episode. I hope you've all had a very Merry Christmas and that you enjoyed it with your family and your friends. And I guess we'll see you next week. Thanks, Amigas. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Legacy Building Mamas podcast. If it spoke to you, please leave me a review and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on your weekly dose. I would love to connect with you. You can follow me on my Instagram, legacy underscore building underscore mamas. Thanks for spending time with me. I really do appreciate you. Let's become role models for our children, paving the way for a generation that values both success and family. I'm here to provide inspiration and guidance as we grow, thrive and elevate ourselves on this incredible journey. Tune in next week and let's discover your why. Shape your journey, build your legacy. Until next week, amigas.